America and all the things that we enjoy come out of people who believe the Bible was basic and essential for a democracy to survive. We're talking about it today. You don't want to miss it. So it's Wonderful Monday. Wonderful Monday. I love Mondays. I like, I, I, I love all things apostolic. And, um, and I like to talk about things that uh, are of import in our world, both as an apostolic and also in our world as a citizen of the world. Uh, earth, as you may have heard me say sometimes when teaching, earth has no meaning without human beings. Human beings have no meaning without earth. We are tied to the earth. We're also tied to heaven. When man was created, he's made out of the clay or the dust of the earth. But he also had the divine breath of God from heaven breathe into him. So you and I are caught in this tensional situation between heaven and earth. We are, we are part of both. And um, we cannot escape that. So when people try to escape it by drugs or by profligate uh, living or hedonism uh, or by making statements like there's no life after death and once you're gone, you're like a dog, you just go back to the dirt and all of that kind of stuff, so which, which saying has no bearing on whether that's the truth or not because it's not the truth because we're made in the image of God. And so uh, when we talk about human affairs, this is the context from which we approach them. Our anthropological underpinnings is that man is made in the image of God. And we have all of these certain desires that, that are instinctual to us. But beyond that, there is a spiritual desire. And so now you've probably heard of Maslow's taxonomy, at somewhere, if you went to college somewhere, you you probably heard of it. Maslow's taxonomy. Uh, one of the things that it that that it the, one of the maxims that comes out of Maslow's taxonomy is that people um, will only listen to higher human things, more sophisticated human things, to the degree that their lower or more base needs are taken care of. Like a person won't be very interested in sitting in a classroom and learning theology or anything else that's higher learning um, if they're starving to death or people that don't have food, water, and just the most basic things of life and hygiene. Um, if they don't have that, then they're not going to listen to something else. Well, of course, that's not true. What Maslow said, and I think he made a little, a little allowance for the fact that there would be exceptions to that. But I know people who, uh, I'm thinking of Liberia right now when there was a civil war going on there and there was nothing to eat. And the saints in the church were so weak that when they came to church, they actually had church laying down. They were all too weak to set up or stand up. Some of them actually died and starved to death. While service was going on, they would sing, but they would sing laying down. 
They would testify, but they would testify laying down. But they were faithful to the house of God. And the preacher would preach, but he would preach while he was laying down. There just wasn't enough strength. And uh, they knew at the end of service, he was going to have to have at least enough energy to get back home. So, um, which kind of disproves the idea that, I mean, coming to church and worshiping God when you are that close to death kind of disproves Maslow's contention that that man will not be thinking of higher things unless the, the lower things are taken care of. Um, anyway, that's not really all we're talking about today. I'm just saying that um, it's just good to be here on Monday and it's just good to be with you in all things apostolic. I did read, uh, you might remember the name Jen Saki, P-S-A-K-I, who was the um, uh, main press agent for uh, President Biden in the beginning of his tenure as president. Uh, that sense has been changed, but she was the first one and um, uh, a sharp person and a thinker. Well, she is all upset that Mike Johnson became the Speaker of the House, and she just thinks that's terrible. She talked about it the other day. And she said he is on the far right, and so he's dangerous. We need to be careful of him being dangerous. Now, I don't remember of him tearing up any cities the last three or four years or bombing things or supporting those that did who were on the far left, but he's supposed to be dangerous because he's on the far right. Uh, at least that's her contention. That's what she calls it. Uh, but she said even worse than that, He's a Christian fundamentalist, and she said, that's probably more dangerous. So here we are. We are in a country today that the former press secretary of President Biden says that uh, it's more dangerous, that it's just dangerous, period, uh, to be a, a, a fundamentalist Christian. Fundamentalist simply meaning, according to what she said, is that he actually said that he, he believes the Bible and, um, and that the Bible is... Uh, is where he, that's his foreign policy. That's that's his policy book, is the Bible, and um, she was just thinking how horrendous this is that somebody would try to do government out of the pages of the Bible. Well, I hope she's enjoying America, because whether we like it or don't like it, the history of America is very clear that it was based upon biblical things as far as its its. Uh, the subject of judgment and law and uh, people like Daniel Webster, who I would think would have a mind and a breadth of understanding at least as wide as Gene Saki about these things. She, uh, uh, he said that uh, without the Bible, a democracy cannot last. So it's either Noah or Daniel Webster. One of the Websters said, Without a democracy, without the Bible, a democracy cannot last. So um, all of the early fathers understood the importance of the Bible. Now, they weren't all ardent Christians, but they were, they were advocates of the Bible. Uh, also, if you look in early America, I mean, this is documentable. I've looked all this stuff up, and you can look it up as easy as I can. Um, when you look at the leader in most towns, uh, well, let me start with Harvard. 
This is also true of Yale and Dartmouth and most all of the uh, Ivy League schools, the old Ivy League schools. Um, but I know those three. The graduates from those schools were overwhelmingly preachers, Christian, Bible-believing preachers. I mean, if you would look it up, you would find this. I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but for every lawyer, for example, that graduated from one of those schools, there were probably at least 10 preachers. By far, the graduate, by far, the graduates, and this would extend virtually 200 years of Harvard's history, by far the graduates were preachers, way above everything else. Those preachers left the school and went out, and because they were educated people, they became and, and had been exposed to more understanding than, than the common guy out there that was just on the frontier somewhere. Uh, they became, in most cases, either the justice of the peace in the town that they were in, or the mayor, um, or the school teacher, or the principal of the school. Uh, they were in leadership roles in virtually everywhere they went. They provided the leadership. These were people that believed the Bible. These, these were people that believed the Bible in a historical, grammatical, literal kind of interpretive method. They didn't just say, I believe the Bible. They believed the Bible. They taught the Bible. And so uh, that's horrible. Just look what they must have produced. Well, we're living in what they produced. Of all of the ancient empires of the world, there's never been a place like the United States of America never been as mighty of a place as the United States of America. And all of it's based deeply in a way that is cannot be erased in a way that can never be changed is based upon the Bible. I didn't say everybody was perfect. I said they, they believed the Bible. Sometimes when they believed the Bible, they did not practice it in a way that if they'd have seen the Bible in a bigger picture, that they would have, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody was perfect, but for, for someone to say, Gene Saki or anybody else, for someone to say that believing the Bible is a danger to America is a joke. It's a joke, but it's a pitiful joke, and it shows horrendous ignorance on the part of people that have higher education, but they don't have higher knowledge. And apparently, they don't even know their own history. Because the history of America is very clear, and you don't have to guess at it. So thank God for America. Thank God for people that want to they want to build upon the biblical principles that this nation has been built upon from the beginning. And so when they talk about, uh, uh, in this case, I don't know Mike Johnson. I've never met him. Uh, I've been to I've been to the Senate, and I've been to the House of Representatives, and have been on presidential roundtables and so forth. But, uh, but that was before his time. But what he says that he's doing is he's trying to focus on strengthening the family, which is the fabric of American society. 
Well, now, how radical does that sound? Don't you think that'd be a pretty good idea when you've got people and families by the thousands that don't have fathers, when there's others and therapists everywhere that will attest to the fact that part of the problem we have today is the family, a major part of it, not having fathers in the home and not having the, the, the nuclear structure of a family. So this guy wants our families to be healthy and to succeed. And all of the data, I mean, it's amazing that you even have to go to the data. It's so prolific, prolific that the, the fact that children that come out of one parent home struggles more, they have more challenges than others. Uh, and the fact that where there is no father, there's other kinds of things or psychological things people have to overcome. They overcome them. I mean, not everybody, but there's people that do overcome them. But, but many of, if you go look at the prison population and you look at the destruction of the family or the crumbling of the family. So when Mike Johnson makes this, this, this plea that we are focusing on the family and we are focusing on the so, social fabric that ties us all together, it doesn't seem to me like that's some wild-haired idea. Seems to be like the man's pretty sound. Sounds like he really has a good grip of some of the basic things that we need to make a nation great. Now, when I say that, there will be people that will just talk about how crazy I am. We're not crazy. History backs us up. What do you have backing up your theory? Thank you for being with me today.